0: I'm running my Core Vim Masterclass online on Wednesday, July the 10th. Tickets cost ninety-five pounds, but you can get the early bird discount of eighty pounds if you buy yours before June 29th. If you're a student and you'd like to attend, then get in touch. Tell me about what you're studying, and I'll give you a discounted ticket. VSPEC is a library that allows you to test drive your VimScript code. In this tutorial, we'll cover the basics. How to inspect the contents of a buffer, how to simulate the actions of a user, and how to invoke user-defined mappings. VSPEC is written by Kana Natsuno. You can find the library on GitHub, and Kana's blog has instructions on how to set up a Vim plugin to use VSPEC. I won't demonstrate those steps in this video, but you can find links in the show notes for this episode. I've set things up here so that I can run the vSpec tests using the rake command. I've also defined a mapping that lets me execute the tests from inside of Vim. There's nothing to see yet, so let's write some tests. vSpec lets you write tests following a format that resembles rSpec. We can use a describe block to specify a context then wrap each individual test in an it block. Each of these blocks is closed with an end keyword, just like in Ruby. We can place VimScript code inside of these blocks and it will be executed by the VSPEC runner. Let's start by making an assertion using the expect command, which is provided by VSPEC. You can read that as expect line one to equal welcome to Vimcasts. Let's execute the VSPEC runner and we should have our first failing test. vspec shows the expected result and the actual value, which in this case is a blank string. Now let's make that test pass. The simplest thing I can do here is to use the put ex command, which adds a line of text to the current buffer. Run vspec, and we have our first passing test. What happens when we execute the vspec runner? First vspec runs a preprocessor to translate the describe and it blocks into pure executable vim script. Then the vspec runner launches vim in EX mode and executes each line of Vimscript. Using EX mode means that vim runs without taking over your terminal screen to draw its user interface. Think of it as a headless instance of vim if you like. Let's launch a separate vim session to simulate what happens when vspec runs. Vim launches with an empty buffer, and running the put command adds one line of text. We don't have access to the vspec expect command in this context, so let's just echo the result of the get line command. We can run any ex command in our vspec tests. But what if we want to simulate running normal commands? For example, if I wanted to delete the last word on this line, I would normally do so by pressing then running d-a-w. We can exercise these normal commands using an EX command called normal. Watch this. Normal dollar moves to the end of the line, and normal DAW deletes the word. It's just as though I had typed those commands in normal mode. Let's set up a second test. We'll use the normal command to move to the end of the first line, then delete a word. I'm going to duplicate the assertion from the first test, expecting this test to fail. It looks as though our normal commands have indeed changed the contents of the buffer. We can make the test pass by changing the expected string. And now we're back on green again. There's something else that we could test for in this case. The delete command doesn't only change the contents of the buffer. It also saves the deleted text to a register. We can check this using the get reg command. The double quote symbol stands for the default register. Run that test. We have a failure which is easily mended by prefixing a space at the start of the expected string. And now the test passes. So far our tests show that we can read and modify the contents of a buffer. But there's a problem with this test suite as it's written. The quickest way I can demonstrate is by switching the order of the two tests. Now we have a failure. Can you see why? We start by populating the buffer with a string of text. Then our first test modifies the buffer, which breaks the second test. We can fix this by using a before block. Let's move our setup code from the top of the file to inside the before block. Now this line of code is executed before every test run within this described block. And our tests pass again. It doesn't matter which order they appear in, they still pass. We can further isolate our tests using the new command to create a fresh buffer before each test. Then we can use the close command in an after block to tear down the fresh buffer. As you would expect, The code in the after block is executed at the end of each test. vSpec can load customizations such as mappings, functions and commands. Then we can invoke them in our tests. Suppose that we wanted to map the X key to behave the same way as though we typed DAW. Let's duplicate and modify our last test. Instead of running DAW, we'll just use X and we'll change the description of the spec. That fails. We haven't defined our X mapping yet, so Vim invokes the built-in X command, which deletes a single character. Let's define our mapping for normal mode. And now the test passes. Defining a mapping inside a test file means it's no use to anyone. It would be more practical to define custom functionality in one file and the tests in another. That's easy. Let's create a file called demo.vim and move this mapping into it. Then in the test file, I'll source the demo.vim file. Run the tests, and they're still green. This pattern makes it possible to write vSpec tests for the functionality specified by a vim plugin. The information in this video is summarized in the accompanying show notes. If you have any questions, requests, or recommendations, then you can contact me at drew at vimcasts.org.